0: Ride with me in my foul life. What's up, podcast world? Back at you. The Foul Life, Chad Belding, reporting to duty. How's everybody doing out there? How is the season going? Are you filling your straps? Are you eating a lot of wild duck and wild goose? Are you eating them in the form of poppers or spaghetti, pastas, enchiladas, chilies um i just had an unbelievable duck dish that was with a cherry reduction sauce it was mallards and specks actually with the skin on rendered skin and fat side down to start to get the to get that uh grease going that fat out of there and that's kind of what the sauce was uh, made out of that was the foundation the beginning stages of the cherry reduction sauce after that took them off and put them on a traeger that was at 245 250 and we smoked them out for a while and then we reverse seared them sliced them thin and then let them simmer in that cherry reduction sauce and then poured a little bit over the top of it on some unbelievable rice dish like a pilaf kind of but i'm talking like just think outside the box be different um Take some of your favorite chicken or beef recipes, substitute it for duck, obviously. But the secret is, is getting that meat off the bone, getting it cleaned up, getting the fat off of it, getting the BBs out of it, getting anything that might cause Um, a broken tooth or a bad taste in your mouth take care of it process and butcher that meat the right way you might have to freeze it if you're eating it fresh you don't have to let ducks soak for a long time tenderize it a little bit i don't know if you're going to use buttermilk salt water whatever it is you know coca-cola something with acid some high acidity content to it really work hard at preparing that meat so you don't have over your possession limit in your freezer and you can go out and harvest a couple more and get get crafty and clever on the cooking again so we we work with Traeger and they're the absolute best wood pellet grill and smoker and baker and griller. We do desserts on them. We do ice cream toppings on them. We do vegetables on them. We do all kinds of things because we think outside the box we have a lot of passion for it take a lot of pride in our triggering our grilling our being a backyard aficionado being a provider so hopefully you're thinking along those lines and applying that this duck season it's not all about that hunt and the kill that's a big part of it don't get me wrong but there's a lot of afterlife once you start getting that meat back to the grill or the kitchen or your preparation your prep area your work area and uh send us in some recipes if you find something good if you see some of our recipes that you like i want you to know that we have a new cookbook releasing in 2020 called the provider i'm doing it with a couple of my friends not yet to be let out of the box you guys are going to love it we think we're on to something here we are going to be doing a lot of out of the box marketing and promotion and tours with this cookbook it's the first of several and it's going to be awesome not just wild game not just meats there's going to be desserts there's going to be salads and there's going to be seafood in there there's going to be your basic barbecue stuff Um, but we're going to have a lot of inspiring dishes in there that we've had inspiration from all over the country from our network the people that we've met Uh, you traveled all these different camps and duck camp or goose camp or turkey camp, deer camp, whatever it is. And you might taste something, be like, dang it, boy, that's awesome. And you ask for the recipe. It might take you a couple years to get it because it's family and they want to hang on to it. So, um, you know, we got, we got those. We got the stories of where those recipes came from, who gave them to us, how we met these individuals, photos of those individuals. We're going to have celebrity recipes and they're not going to let that out of the box, but some staunch uh, celebrities that are going to um, give us the recipes that they're known for and that mean a lot to them. They might be family recipes. They might be something they learned along the way, but we're going to pay homage to the people and the folks that we've met in our network along the way and pay, you know, give them the due respect that they need and how they inspired us to be better chefs, better cooks, better grillers, better tragerers, better, like I said, backyard aficionados. So be looking for that in 2020, the provider cookbook with yours truly and soon we'll let it out of the bag of who we're doing that with. We are so excited for that. And, um, I think that that's one thing that, that, uh, I think that a lot of people don't take enough pride in, and I'm not saying you don't, this isn't personal. I'm just saying that the cooking part of wild game is so important to our culture and our lifestyle and our heritage of being an American hunter or wherever you're from, providing that bounty, organic, living off the land, gardening, harvesting, hunting gathering and start to think of the, along those lines because i know a lot of people open up their freezer and they're like damn it this is freezer burnt." well that's because you didn't shrink wrap it and and vacuum seal it properly that's because you didn't take enough time because you were so worried about the next hunt you have to get home and i, I got friends like dave stanley that takes so much pride in the way that they you know store their meat and and we have big feeds along the uh, all during different times of the year where we have parties and groups of people over and different events and banquets that we're feeding wild game. so i don't want it to be freezer burn i don't want to ruin that meat just to say oh had to toss it out now you know i can go out and get some more no that's not what it's about i know people like jim ray that eat every single bit of the meat that he's killed last night we did a mule deer stroganoff the night before we did a mule deer chili um, I, I know people that just live and die to get wild fish whether it's perch or crappie or crappie I mean or, or walleye or halibut or salmon some, some like trout and you know snapper and, and speckled trout and reds and Louisiana I would love being able to get that stuff and catch it and grill it and making it taste awesome I, so don't be that guy that just settles for oh it's freezer burner oh it's ruined oh I'm just going to let it sit in there if it's frozen thawed out think outside the box and start kicking ass with the way you prepare that meat And get a Traeger. I'm telling y'all, get a freaking Traeger. They are worth their weight in gold. They got the Pro 780. They got the Ironwood series. They got the Timberline series, the Ranger. I'm talking easy. Turn it on. Wi-Fi. Get on the app. Download the Traeger app in your app store. And learn how to cook the different things there. Go test out a couple recipes that are readily available right now on the Traeger app. Try the macaroni and cheese. Try the pulled pork. Try the brisket. Try something that you haven't done in a while and just t- do get a brisket. Try to save up a little bit because that's what I do. I try to save my allowance money for a Snake River Farms br- brisket, about a 17-pounder. And then I apply what Chad Ward at Whiskey Bent Barbecue has taught me with that rocks rub and a little bit of that Traeger coffee rub and then the the, the cook time and the thoroughness of it and knowing when to pull it off and wrap it and what to do with it after of letting it sit um Make brisket tacos with it. Make barbecue with it. Whatever you want to do. If there's leftovers, do tacos the next night. It'll blow your mind. A little cilantro, a um, little sour cream. Whatever you like on tacos, brisket. But try it on the Traeger. Put your ducks on there. Put your fish on there. Put your pies on there. We do macaroni and cheese, cherry pies. We do rhubarb pies. We do peach a bunch of things with different peach uh different fruits like peaches we have some unbelievable dishes like this peach cobbler that we do it's on the traeger app just uh just get one and you my point is is that once you have something in the backyard that you take pride in like traegering and being part of the traeger nation the traeger evolution the traeger community then it's easy to take that wild game out and be like boom i'm doing this boom i'm doing that come over sunday football i got this ready once i get out of the blind i'm gonna have all this prepared because i did it saturday night i know i was a little tired i had to get up early On Sunday and go on a hunt, had to go to church, got back. Now we're ready for the one o'clock games or the four o'clock East Coast games. And I'm not a football guy, but I know that a lot of you out there are. So this time of year, college football on Saturday, NFL on Sunday, it's time to get that wild game out and serve those people and watch their eyes light up when it comes off that Traeger. So not pushing it on you, just saying that there's ways to take pride in being an overall, just an all around provider hunter gatherer conservation living off the land provider and that's what i like to do i like to talk about that i like to get birds in or animals in close i like them tight i don't care how good of a shotgunner i am i want them tight i want to trick them i want to get them in a race i want them back flapping over the decoys to where when i do send the black cloud through the benelli it's done no cripples i know that that happens whether it's crossfire some a bird gets caught in the crossfire you wing one you got a dog you got your conservation tools a badass black lab or a yellow lab or chocolate lab and golden retriever whatever you choose and he's out there she's out there getting those ducks but get them tight get them where you get them there's no cripples there's no just no suffering at all and that's why we choose to shoot only black cloud because of the way it patterns and the density of it and how hard it hits and how the pass through of it. I don't bite into BBs with black cloud because it's gone. It's out of there. You know what I'm saying? So um, study up on black cloud. We're going to be hunting with federal premium in mid-December and we are going to have some of their executives out both on the engineering and marketing and management side on the podcast to talk about black cloud the, the new black cloud the new tss the evolution of the federal premium ammunition line where they're taking it what they're going to be launching at shot show 2020 in las vegas and um, we're excited for it so stay up to date on that we'll keep you posted throughout the hunt we're going to be chasing a bunch of different species it might not just be waterfowl we're going to be field testing a bunch of different ammo with federal premium and all my friends from minnesota that are going to meet me in a certain place and we're going to have a big time and guess what there's gonna be some triggers there so everything I do is revolved around that camp life, that Traeger, that campfire, that that highball, that cold beer, that dog, that guitar, um, but the Traeger, the smells, the, the, just the preparation and, and being so passionate about preparing. And I can't wait to do it for federal. So again, get them tight, back flapping over the decoys. If you're, if you're pheasant hunting, we know how that goes. You want a dog that points and flushes them and you get up. You don't want to shoot one at 65 yards and shoot it in the ass feathers and wound it and let it go down and get eaten by a red fox the next night. No and i'm not trying to preach or on a soapbox i'm just saying let's get them tight and kill them dead and eat them that's what i like about it so hopefully that uh puts you in the mindset of being a provider and you're thinking right now your wheels are turning i know that i got these till left over i know i got some mallards and i got some widgeon. i got some specks in there might be some canadas what can i do with canada geese because they get a bad rap man they're oily they're fatty they're big they're thick you got to tenderize them you got to break them down you can do all of this on the traeger i got an unbelievable recipe from my good friend joe robinson a biologist in michigan pulled goose sandwiches off the traeger Um, he used to do it in a crock pot we've moved it to a traeger now because the smokiness and the flavor that it gives it's unbelievable so be looking for that recipe coming out if you want that hit us up And we'll get you uh, the details you need to get rid of your Canada geese. But I'm telling you, if your wheels are turned right now, what am I going to do with this? I got some pheasant in there. I got some rabbits in there. I got some deer in there. I got some back straps or tenderloins or a flank steak or a pot roast. Be thinking right now, how are you going to get it done? I did a, a moose roast stroganoff with my good friend Brad in California. People thought that they were eating beef. They're like, what is this? And it turned out unbelievable. Just thought outside the boss. He made an awesome roux with a mushroom base, the mushroom belt, the mushroom cuffs. That's from, uh, uh, what movie is that? Boomerang, Eddie Murphy. Anyway, big movie buff here, huh? But me and Brad and I tore that stroganoff up. We teamed up on it. We didn't have egos in the way. He did the roux, the gravy, what turned into the gravy. I did the meat and the base and everything that went into that part of it. We mixed it together at the end, put it over a of rigatoni noodles and voila, the stroganoff that jim ray cooked last night with the mule deer that he harvested last wednesday that meat might be gone we've been smoking that meat already but this moose uh, stroganoff that brad and i did it was unbelievable But you can do it with ducks you can do it with canada geese don't do it with specks don't you don't need to do a stroganoff with specks even though it'd be unbelievable i'm just saying you could eat specks like steak ta-ta that stuff is what they call the ribeye of the sky which everybody throws that around some people say sandhill cranes some people say wood duck I, some people even say canvas back which canvas backs if done properly with the skin and fat on them and roasted the right way are unbelievable Mr. Ken Hoffman of the California Waterfowl Association rest in peace Mr. Hoffman but he taught me a recipe for canvas back that is absolutely mouth-watering so anyway hopefully your wheels are turning right now as you sit behind that steering wheel that dashboard or you're in your lazy boy your couch wherever you listen to this podcast at um, it might be on an airplane your wheels are turning you're getting ready to call your honey and say yo baby take this out the freezer I got an idea for Thursday night get a bottle of red wine we're gonna be rolling with this and that's a That's kind of how I think. I just, I'm always thinking like, what can I do with this meat? Because it comes full circle. That's why we're hunting. It ain't to kill them, even though it's fun and it's exciting and seeing them work the decoys and seeing what your dog does and how good of a caller and proficient you've come on your duck call or goose call. I get it. That's all awesome. But we do it to eat it. So don't forget that. It's a privilege to be able to eat wild game and live off the land like that. So let's keep that in mind when we are out there chasing those animals and if you think along the lines of being a provider you can start to say things like "Man, this is the healthy alternative to eating no enzymes there's nothing being pumped into this meat I know there's ways to get grass-fed beef and, and high quality Wagyu's and stuff but living off the land and eating an elk or a trout or a duck I know that some wild game can taste wild well, that's because well, it's wild game, but you can you can prevent that in a lot of instances with the right kind of recipe. So we're going to be coming out with this cookbook to be able to be your source of information along with Traeger and Whiskey Bent um, uh, with different rubs and spices on how to prepare wild game and become more proficient at it and hopefully these cookbooks are right along the lines of what Stephen Renella does at Meat Eater and Mr. Hank Snow does with his Duck Duck Goose and Buck Buck Moose cookbook series and there's tons of great wild game chefs I've seen Guy Fieri throw down some awesome recipes I've seen what Chad Ward does he's not a hunter and he takes he talks about the the axis deer that he cooked for for bobby richie kid rock one time down in alabama said it blew everybody's mind so you can take wild game and i know that i'm not telling you something everything you don't know but there's a lot of people out there the duck sucks the texture sucks it tastes like liver it's dry it's gross it's wild it's gamey well yeah if you cook it past medium rare and you liverize it and you ruin the texture of it and you don't have the the fat on it for long enough or you don't take care of the meat if you breast it out with the tenderloin and the breast meat off of that breast plate um, there's a lot of ways you can mess up wild game like antelope you can mess that up killing it in 95 degree weather and sitting out there and having a cold beer and taking pictures while that sun rots that meat you got to get that cavity stuffed with with a ton of ice bags. You got to get it in a cooler. You got to get the skin and the fur, the, the skin and the, the hair off of it. You 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 gotta make sure that you get it on ice and cool it down because that sun's just killing that meat and 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 causing a bunch of rot in it as you sit there and celebrate it. So just keep that in mind that um you know, if you're gonna hang your ducks for a night, hang them, let that blood run out of them, run off of that meat if you choose to do it. I, I I've done it both ways. I'm not saying that either way is right or wrong. I clean them the day I kill them, five minutes after I kill them, right when the boat gets back to the ramp whatever the case is i got i get giddy i get this look on my face like ah look at this look at this freaking meat look at this protein this substance right in front of me i was part of that hunt i helped set up the decoys i helped scout not my boat but they let me ride it it was his dog but man that dog was so awesome to watch I helped call today we were team calling we were working them I was kicking water I was pulling the jerk string I was flagging I was doing my part I helped build the best blind concealment hide no ego here we're all the team I even got to call get them once in a while I didn't get to do it today but I get to do it tomorrow because it's my turn and that's what it's all about and then you're sitting there going now I get to figure out how to be clever with this meat so Again, it's one of them deals to where a lot of people don't have the experience or pretty much the confidence to make wild game taste good and my my girlfriend hates it, my wife hates it, I know a lot of wives that love it, I know a lot of wives that would rather eat it than than beef or, or pork or chicken and I know a lot of wives that take a lot of pride in taking what their husbands kill or what they kill and turning it into a great family dinner experience or party foods or whatever they do with it. So there's a lot of things that we could talk about when it comes to the preparation of wild game and and what we want to do with it there's a lot of different recipes out there the number one thing to do is try and take a a ton of passion and desire and love for what you're getting ready to do not looking at it like oh man what do i do with these ducks now get them cleaned right when you kill them or the day after get them on ice get them in water get them in salt water get them in a in a vacuum sealer and get all that air out of it if you're going to freeze them Get them in a Crock-Pot, get them in a Traeger, get them in a fryer. I've had deep, fat, fried duck and goose rolled up in some Frank's hot sauce, dipped in ranch in Saskatchewan, Canada. I've had jarred pickled goose. That ain't not. That, I'm not. I'm not kidding. It's unbelievable the jarred goose that the Canadians uh, make up in Saskatchewan and Alberta. So there's just so many things you can do. But the but, but my point is is that it's got to be a mindset. It's got to be an ideology that you take pride in. You're a badass duck caller. Your dog's unbelievable. You got the fastest boat in the south. You're an awesome freaking flagger. You make the best duck blinds in the world. Whatever it is, that has got to be on the front of your mind is how can I become a backyard aficionado how can i have my friends high-fiving me like man this is awesome thanks for the experience that was unbelievable meat who did that trick them say hey is that beef's good yeah it's unbelievable that's duck no way it happens all the time i know you guys have been there done that a million times i've seen it a lot Um, I love when people say, Hey, you need to do that recipe again that you did that night one time in Alberta or Arkansas or wherever we were. I love hearing that. It's not a, a ego booster. It's just like, it's the truth. People enjoy it. People live for it. And that's what I live for. It's full circle. I understand we need a limit. I get it. No, we don't. We need the experience. We're not market hunting. We can go get our food if we need to. From subway to Safeway, we can find something to eat. I'm just saying that we don't need to kill a limit to be successful in the field. What makes us successful is being ethical and legal and um, having an understanding of how to prepare that bounty to where several people enjoy it. And I mean several people because I've seen instances like the Hunt, the hunt, feed pro, uh, hunt Fish Feed Program that, that the Sportsman's Group does where they send me and other <clears throat> partners in, in the networks to different cities to feed the homeless. Went to San Diego one time, went to Denver one time, uh, went to Portland one time. People lined up for miles to get duck tacos, elk tacos, mule deer tacos, whitetail tacos, different fishes. And I've seen the joy that wild game brings to people. When it wasn't just thrown together, we took a lot of pride in the recipes and we were talking to them as they came through the line and they were loving it. And there was even antis there at all of them that hated on us. And we were feeding the homeless wild game. Go figure. eh? Um, So there's so many ways to enjoy it. There's so many ways to become good at it. But again, you have to have it in your mind, your ideology on the front of your mind of, I want to be a badass backyard aficionado, griller, Traeger, cook, whatever you want to do and how I'm going to prepare that wild game. Think outside the box with the evolution of social media. It's so cool to be a foodie now. Trendy, right? P- take a picture of what you're eating, put it on. We do it. I can't make, I don't know if we would do it personally if we weren't in the branding game, But I'm, and I'm not saying we wouldn't. I'm just saying that a lot of people put food up on Instagram of what they ate, even the coffee they drank, whatever. If that floats your boat do it get a good picture of a, a nice i took a picture of jim ray's mule deer chili the other night with a piece of cornbread in it with some fresh, thinly sliced jalapenos. And I put them in there, uh, I put them all in there and decorated the bowl up with a little bit of drizzle of sour cream and queso and all this stuff. And it just came out perfect. That's because it's a lot of pride. I know that you can't smell it or taste it through your phone or your app or your Instagram social media platform. But I'm saying, look at that, get creative. I'm not saying replicated or copy or that it's even better than chili you can do. You're probably a, the best chili cook in California, whoever I'm talking to right now. But what I'm trying to say is that elevate yourself to where you're like, man, that's a lot of pride in that there's a lot of passion that goes into that just as much passion that went into drawing or putting in the application for that mule deer tag drawing that mule deer tag or if you it the duck hunt and scouting those mallard ducks or those speckled belly geese and getting your boat in the water and building your blind and hiding and putting out an awesome decoy rig and a jerk string and hiding your dog and your calling and everything then your shotgunning skills then your dog's retrieves then getting back to the boat ramp safely And then you get to eat all that. It's the same amount of passion that went into all of that stuff I just mentioned that went into that chili the other night. And that's why I took pictures. We made mallard duck chili. We made mallard duck stuffed bell peppers in Saskatchewan and Alberta a couple weeks ago. when we were up there with our friends north of the border. Leith Lofton and Dan Hendo Henderson were there. Dan Henderson said, this is an amazing bell pepper. Stuffed bell pepper with mallard duck meat. And it was absolutely amazing. So... Just a lot of cool things that you can do. Again, first and foremost is to take pride. Take a lot of passion in what you're doing because there's, there's, there's going to be a time, I promise you this, to where you're not going to be as fired up or as mad at those ducks where you have to kill them. I'm not saying that you're not going to want to go every day because I still want to go every day but it's going to come full circle. And the sooner you can realize that about man, man, I I just wish right now, what I'm trying to say is I wish when I was 20, I started hunting ducks when I'm 27. I wish at that moment, I knew right then I was going to be an all-around provider and not just a duck caller or a competitive duck caller or a duck killer. I wish I would have known from that point on, every duck I kill, I'm going to turn into something special for my friends and family to feast upon. And that's where I'm going with this is that you, you either do or you don't. You, either, you say that you're, that you're an all-around conservationist hunter-gatherer, but do you really take as much pride in your cooking and your, and your, and your wild game preparation as you do in your hunt? in the in the strategies that you use to execute those hunts on a daily basis. I know you're consistently successful. Maybe you're not because not many duck hunters are, but you can consistently learn something out there every time you go and this is one thing that you can do is if the hunt doesn't go good then go pull out some ducks or some rabbits or some deer that you killed the week before and go to work on it make something happen that day that has something to do with that provider mentality the ability to live off the land can you start a fire can you change a tire can you do all those little things well of course you can well let's make sure that we can cook and be badass wild game preparers so Hopefully that makes sense. I'm so excited about this cookbook series. I can't wait to let it out of the bag. Who's going to join me on this experience and this journey in the provider cookbook. We're going to have a lot of different things under that provider name. I hope that you guys... Are ready for it. Hopefully, you guys catch on to it. I know there's a lot of wild game cookbooks out there and different ways to get your content on the on the worldwide web and social media. But this is going to be different. It's going to be interactive. It's going to be live. It's going to be awesome. So be looking for that. The provider series coming in the spring of 2020. I couldn't be more motivated right now about it. And hopefully, you guys are sitting there thinking right now, Hell yeah, Chad! I'm going to cook something right now. I'm going to get it ready. I'm going to lay it down. I'm going to show off a little bit, and I'm going to get a little extra loving for this, whether it's from your mom and dad, or whether it's from your lady or whether it's from your son and daughter, they're going to light, their eyes are going to light up and they're going to want to get involved in the same kind of thing and be in that provider mentality because you're bringing them up the right way. You're showing them the right way. You're very inspirational with your process and your approach as you get those ducks ready for the Traga. So I wanted to bring that up because I was thinking about it a lot today. I mean a lot, like eating that chili, that chili the night before last, eating that stroganoff with Jim Ray last night, thinking about Leith Lofton's Mallard Chili and the, and the stuffed bell peppers I did and the, the, the Nerf footballs we did in Alberta with Clay and Crystal Charlton at take em Outfitters. I just think about what happens when that's happening the memories the love the high fives the smiles the stories the camaraderie everything that goes in being around that traeger that campfire that counter when we're serving the food we barely we very rarely even sit down at a lot of these wild game dinners it turns into a social gathering and event and experience where we're around the counter we're around high top tables and we're just got finger foods and we're picking through it and i'm walking around with different platters and i'm serving it maybe a bed of rice first and then a a little bit of a little bit of teriyaki duck on it that a lot of the kids love that my good friend again dave stanley prepares on a nightly basis well a weekly basis at least for us um, anyway they turn into a social event and that's what I think about I want more of that I strive for that I long for that I don't want to eat duck by myself but I will but I just love the social gatherings at camp and in the lodge and in the after even during the off season when we're having them at our own residences or if it's a special event like I said charity banquet whatever it is I just love the memories that are made and built around this lifestyle of being an American hunter and being able to take it full circle from the scout to the table, from the off season to the fork. Think about it. We're always thinking about ducks. We came up with the term a while back that we merely exist in a duck's world. And I truly feel that way. I think that if you're a passionate duck hunter, turkey hunter, deer hunter, fisher, you're constantly thinking about, yeah, you love your wife. Of course, you're a great father. Of course, you're a great mother, aunt, uncle, but you're always thinking about wonder what he's doing tonight when i say he i'm talking about the the four thousand deer that you name on your trail cameras and and wonder what the ducks are doing i wonder if they're having a good season good breeding season i wonder what's going to happen once the migration starts or are, are we going to get a bunch of them down here is it going to be on time is mother nature going to cooperate is my dog ready did i paint my boat is my motor t- tuned up did i get my decoys ready or they are all my texas rigs ready Have i been practicing my calling enough is my back pressure right what about my waders did i check them for holes did a mouse get in them did i mess up any of my apparel do 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 I need some of the new apparel that Bandit just released? Do I need some new knee boots? What do I need? Do I need to get to one of these retailers? And all of that. We're always constantly thinking about it on top of now you're thinking about, I'm going to be a badass backyard aficionado. I love that word aficionado. And, um, that's what I want to be. So hopefully that brings it full circle. Hopefully that gets you a little bit of this motivation that you need to get through your next drive or your next shift at work before you get to check in at the Lodge or check in at the draw and get your pill if you're in Grand Pass, Missouri. God, I love hunting in that area. I used to I remember some migrator days in that area of Missouri that would blow your mind. That was right when I started duck hunting. Amazing, amazing experiences. I still love hunting in Missouri from Kansas City all the way down south of St. Louis into the Boot Hill awesome state plus it's got the royals and it's got the cardinals and they're pretty good baseball team so again hopefully that motivates you a little bit hopefully you're having a great 2019-2020 season hopefully you've had a chance to check out some of the new apparel that we've released at the foullife.com in our online store more designs coming in hats beanies sweatshirts t-shirts jackets for men and women and kids the brand new apparel at jargon game calls Dot com to accompany our duck calls the small talk to loud mouth, and the icebreaker new call designs being released soon Maybe in late November 2019, we're going to release a new call. But definitely in in the first part of 2020, we're going to have a new call release. So hopefully you guys are ready for that. But the Jargon Apparel, we got some new hats that are badass, some new beanies that are awesome. New episodes of The Foul Life are airing right now on the Outdoor Channel. Benelli, thank you so much for being our title sponsor for our eighth year with you guys. We're humbled to be part of the Benelli USA family. I love the new Super Black Eagle 3 i love my lefty i love what rob roberts does to some of our guns with his choke system and his patterning and his seracote and everything that he does um it's just like taking a Cadillac and making it a freaking Ferrari. I mean, a Benelli's already badass to the bone once you get it off the shelf at your near, your nearest retailer gun shop. But what Rob does is on a different level. So check out Rob Roberts, customgunworks.com and give Rob or Doug a call down there in Arkansas and ship them your gun in the off season and let them work their magic. They also do insane things to your gun for turkey season. Home defense, they are the best of the best. They also do pistol and rifle work. So check those guys out and um i couldn't be more proud or humbled to have them a partner of here And today's episode of the foul life podcast has been brought to you by rob roberts custom gunworks and jargon game calls if you guys want to be that provider you got to get them tight and you got to shoot them right. Right. And that's what Benelli and black cloud and Rob Roberts and jargon game calls allow us to do. And we got a lot of good partners and they're all part of everything that we do here in our social media, our podcasting, our TV, our live events, our concerts, wherever you see us at the only the only reason we're there is because of the support we get from our sponsors and partners and the support we get from our audiences, our customers, our fans. Thank you so much I'm so excited for what's going on right now at the brands. We owe a lot of it to our partners. Like I said, we owe a lot of it to you. We're going to keep working hard and striving for excellence and success. Hopefully, you guys are loving what you see. Check out those new episodes of The Foul Life on the Outdoor Channel right now. Tom, do me a big favor, my man, and please hit that button My Foul Life by the band 2AM Logic. Hopefully, you enjoy this. If you want to download it, you can buy it on iTunes as we speak write us tell us what you think of the lyrics i didn't want to write a tacky duck hunting song like the green hedge in the decoys it's time to get them boys even though those are cool songs i ain't cutting down on them i just wanted to write something a little bit different about life life on the road loneliness being alone on the road and what it does to the soul and what it does to uh different people so um i got my good friend lucas calling me from real tree right now hold on one second everybody hey lucas can you hold on one second I'm ending a podcast right now. Hold on, brother. So that's Lucas. He's in marketing for Realtree, and I'm getting ready to get on a conference call with him. That's why I was trying to end this. He called... He's on time. I'm a little late. So this has been the Foul Life Podcast. Tom, hit that button, My Foul Life. You can download it and buy it on iTunes right now. Please write us. Tell us what you want to hear on the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to our sister podcast, This Life Ain't For Everybody. Please leave us a rating and review. Buy that song, My Foul Life, on iTunes, written by yours truly, Chad Belding. Thank you very much for all the support. Let us know what you think of the lyrics in that song, and hopefully you're living your best version of yourself and your foul life right now. Get out there and cook something. Thank you all very much. And Jesus. This-